Did you know that podcasting is the new gold rush? Companies like Apple, Google, and Amazon certainly know that it is, and that's why they're wanting more podcast shows from interesting and beautiful souls just like you. Christine Blasdale is the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Your Amazing Itty Bitty Podcast Book, and she wants to help you get your very own podcast out into the world. So to book a free podcast strategy session with Christine, visit christineblasdale.com. Again, that's christineblasdale.com and schedule a consultation. And trust me, you'll be happy that you did. with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, your intuitive business and branding coach for busy business rock stars, just like yourself, who is tuning in to this incredible podcast, because today we have a guest that I am so happy has crossed my path in life. And I'm sure once you hear her, you are also going to say, I'm so glad that I got to know Terry Wildeman. Terry is an intuitive success navigator. Who I love that. And she is um, she is what you would call an intuitive truth detective. Someone I I you know how many times have you wondered in life? Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Does this this kind of feels icky? Am I supposed to be doing this if it feels icky? Well, Terry's going to talk about those feelings and about how you can tap into your own intuitive capabilities so that you have a great personal life, a great business life, a great spiritual life. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have on out of the box with Christine. Welcome, Terry Wildeman. It is so exciting to be here with you, Christine, because what the audience doesn't know, we've been going back and forth. Uh, quite a bit in the background here, and we have done nothing but laugh and enjoy and share. So you guys, just get prepared. Just get prepared. I feel like we're Buckle two kids. Up. We're like two kids in a sandbox, and we've just invited the audience to come into the sandbox with well, us. Well, that's one of my favorite phrases. Come just play in the sandbox with come me. In the sandbox. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Well, it's you know what I believe that there, there's always a reason why people cross paths and when I found you when I came across you I was like it it was one of those instant notifications in my brain of almost like I remembered you does that make sense that that feeling of it does I remember you and yet I've only I just met you just recently so how is that why is that well you know the work that I do, and, I, and I'm going to explain this, and it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but the work that I do is I integrate. I like to use the word harmonize, but for this specific piece, I integrate the practical, technical, and logical with the emotional, the energetic, the spiritual, and the intuitive. Okay, So I have a leg in the practical world and a leg in the emotional world and the spiritual world. I studied past life regression for two years. And what I'll tell you is, if you felt that, we probably were connected in another life. And a lot of the work that I do now as a holistic practitioner who works with entrepreneurial leaders to help them get rid of the stuff that doesn't work anymore, or what we were talking about earlier is napping the crapola. The shit. That totally goes back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we did say zap the shit. Yes. <laughs> um, is, that's what I have to do is get rid of that stuff. And a lot of it is actually goes from uh, lifetime to lifetime to lifetime until we clear it out. 
and a lot of families who have diseases that are inherited, you know, the same thing, take a look at the behaviors, take a look at the language, take a look at the mindset, take a look at the entire picture. And chances are that the folks who get sick are very similar to the folks from the past who also got sick because of the environment that they were in. And what I do is I help to clear that out with the training that I have. You know, I, I didn't even think about that, but it's so true. I believe also that I've been here many, 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 many times, probably in the thousands, uh, because I, I feel very much like, you know, I've been a man, I've been a woman, I've been a man, I've been a woman, I've been a child, I've been a dog, I've been a plant, I've been all these kind of things, right? And every now and then, Terry, in some extraordinary moments and then some not so extraordinary moments, I will have like a flashback of one of those lives. And for me, when I'm able to, to see that other lifetime or that a glimpse into that other lifetime, it, yeah. it helps me so much in the current situation. If I'm, if I'm facing some adversarial, you know, the character that plays the, 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 the enemy or the, you know, the uh, antagonist in the story, right? Uh, it really helps me because I go, oh, we've done this before. You have. And I'll tell you why, because I was just muscle testing as you were talking. Yeah. You've been on this planet at least 75 times. I would, I, was, I thought you were going to say 75,000 times. <laughs> no, no, no. 75 times. Well, that's a lot. Okay. That, that's a lot. At least 75 times. And I don't have many clients who go, who've been here that often uh, that I've been able to measure anyway. And what a lot of people don't get is that all of the lifetimes that we have, all of it culminates and our cells remember, our brains may not remember, but all that wisdom comes with us. So you're absolutely right that e each lifetime, our soul learns something new. Our soul yeah. from lifetime to lifetime knows what it needs. And you take on the role, you take on the body, you take on whatever it is for your soul's evolution and your soul's growth. So, you know, so many folks can think, when I reach enlightenment, I go, hey, buddy, every single day of your life is enlightenment. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not reaching enlightenment. It's about understanding that every single moment, every single minute, every single day, every single hour of every single day, every single week, month, year, every single piece of that is part of the enlightenment process. And it's up yeah. to you and your choices. And and also those triggers that we have through life. I, w I don't want to say that they're tests because I don't really believe that they're necessarily tests, but would you say that they are sort of like when you're little, when you're like a baby and you're going from crawling to standing, right. To walking. Yes. That yes. you have those things where you fall, right. Yes. You fall, but yes. you learn to get back up. And you learn to kind of steady yourself is, would you say that might be something that is relatable to when we have those triggers that we don't understand? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we learn most from our failures. Our failures are gifts. I don't look at failing as a bad thing. I look at gifts at, at failing as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to be able to take a real good look in the mirror and say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What the heck do I need to clear out? <laughs> okay. And where are patterns here that are holding me back from the success that I seek? And that's what I identify. You know, I put on my Sherlock Holmes hat, the intuitive truth detective, and the information basically just comes to me. I, I just intuitively know where to look, where to go uh, to release the self-sabotaging behavior that gets in our way of being the amazing people that we're meant to be in this lifetime. And the world needs us right now to get rid of all that shit, to get rid of all of it. 
this is so <laughs> true. They the world does so that need we can us be who more. we're meant to be. Yes, and shine, and shine in our own individual glory. I I, I believe. You know, I was absolutely. What the reason why too that I was talking about that um the, a little bit of that past life thing was that when I remember few just a few years ago, not too long ago, I there was my whatever you want to call uh, uh, the adversarial, right? The, per- the person that I could not understand why they the protagonist. hated me. Yes, <laughs> they hated me. It was a, in a work situation. And um, it, 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 there was jealousy and, and all sorts of things. And I was like, but I'm a really nice person and I don't understand why there's this vitriol, like, like literally vitriol. And one day when it was culminating to the point of just being ridiculous and I had, and I had complained to management and everything. And I had said, you know, look, this is like becoming a hostile work environment because this person is, is clearly, you know, after me. Uh, and I couldn't understand it. Cause I'm like, but I'm very nice. It was getting to the point where it was affecting me. And I remember walking by this person one day and it was as if I was sort of uh, thrown against the wall and I got to see, I got to see what our connection was in a past life. And well, as you know, Terry, because we probably were on separate bonfires together, but you know, there was a period of time that any woman who was smart or had healing capabilities or questioned authority was burned at the stake. And in this flash that I had, I saw this person laughing and, and getting real excited about having me burn at the stake. Like, you know, it was- So it they was, were a bully in this lifetime. Yes. But the thing was what came across, and this is what's so amazing, was it was that he thought he killed you and you would be gone. And in this You're lifetime, back. in this lifetime, he doesn't understand. He doesn't even know why he why he hates you. He goes it be- because you came back, and that and at that moment, I gained my power back. I said, "You can't." And that's me. the <laughs> lesson. That's the lesson right there. Yes, taking your power back. Absolutely, because I wasn't at that point. Then I said, "Oh, I understand now." why you're so frustrated <laughs> why? because you thought you got rid of me but you can't <laughs> so what happened afterwards inquiring but minds want to know what happened it, afterwards it, it actually the it flipped it f- for me yeah. so what happened is that i actually had i i felt mm, i felt a bit of sorrow f- for that person Ash. i was like oh my gosh you're carrying this stuff this stuff this long like it was a little bit of, of, I had some sympathy for them and it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me, you know, what they said or how they behaved after that point, because, because I, I came back into that power position of yes, that happened then, but you can't destroy spirit. You can't destroy it. It changes form, but you can't destroy it. So it was a great lesson for me. It was an absolute great lesson for me. And I do think there's so much that we can learn through our past lives. And from my understanding too, it's not necessarily something because we like to think of things linear, right? Past, present, future, like on a linear line. But absolutely, I had someone describe this and I thought it was very interesting. I want to know your thoughts that our past lives, future lives, present lives, that it's sort of like records on in a spindle. And Mm -hmm. so they're one on top of the other and they're happening at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Please dive into that because our listeners are like, well, uh, the thing with time, you know, we don't really understand time. Okay. So I can't get into it too, too much only because, but from what I've learned and what I know, um, we as humans are somewhat blocked from uh, knowing certain things because if we knew it all, we wouldn't be able to grow. Okay. So past life came into, I always felt that I had been here before always from the time I was a little kid. 
And I remember one time, one incident, I'm going to share this with you so that I understand where I'm coming from with past lives, is I was sitting on the stoop uh, speaking with the uh, neighbor next door who just had a fight with my sister. And I remember having a long conversation with her and getting up from it and thinking to myself, where did those words come from? They sounded so old. Then uh, my husband, I met my husband down in, um, he was, he was uh, a naval officer and he was on a ship that did a port call at Valparaiso, Chile. I never heard of Valparaiso before. And I was like, your ship is going where? <laughs> okay, dear, I will meet you there. And I went there with several other spouses and it was my first introduction to Chile. It was wonderful. And um, as I'm walking through the streets of Valparaiso, I knew I had been there before. And it's a, so I'm at, it's a city I never heard of. So here I am walking through the city going, okay, this is really interesting. Anyway, so I flew back home. My parents were taking care of my two-year-old in Miami, Florida. And I mentioned it to the neighbor right next door. And he looked at me and said, wait right here. And he ran home and came back with the book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. And that was 30, I want to say 31, 32 years ago. I could not put that book down. I read that book cover to cover that night. And that's when I realized where time is concerned. Is my understanding of time really necessary? Yeah. I just understood that I had been here before. I understood. It validated absolutely everything for me that I knew to be true. So if anybody's interested in past lives, I highly recommend Brian Weiss and his books. Uh, and, and like I said, this specific one is called Many Lives, Many Masters. It was his first one. Uh, he's a Miami psychiatrist, and he really, put his career and his life on the line when he wrote that book. He was petrified. And we moved up to where my home is in, in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And the following week, there was a workshop at a little school locally that was, uh, uh, the focus was on helping women grow. And there was somebody teaching the workshop, Many Lives, Many Masters. No and way. the same. I was only there for one week and this came up and the same five women kept meeting and we ended up studying for two years. And the woman who ran the group ended up being my Reiki master and I became a Reiki master in 1998. And that was the beginning of my holistic work and learning tool and getting certified in tool after tool after tool after tool after tool after tool. After tool. And my work is all about uh, leadership and you know, teaching leadership and professional, de personal professional development. So I'm incorporating all of this together. And when you're, t when you talk about time, it's about in this lifetime, time is about being fully present in the moment. You talk about past and you talk about future. If you can imagine a bullet point, okay, a, bu a bullseye, the vertical is I, the horizontal is am. The center is the present. When we live in the past, we're living a life of regret. When we live in the future, we live a life of worry. When we live right in the bullseye, we are in the present. So we have a choice. We can live in the present or go in a up and down. We do a bridge thing where we ignore the present and we go from past to future past to future, past to future, future to past. And we ignore the present because we need to look in the mirror and look at all of our warts and look at all the things that we don't like about ourselves. And that means having to do the work, going within and getting rid of all of the luggage, all the emotional baggage that is holding you back from this lifetime, from the day you were born and all the past lifetimes that you had. Get rid of it so that you can be the person you are meant to be in this lifetime. And do the things that you're meant to do in this lifetime, right? Yeah. Well, fear gets in the way of it. 
Oh, fear. Fuck fear. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk about, because I think this is really intriguing. Um, You know, I had mentioned uh, in the beginning that you're an intuitive success navigator. Can take us, take us on a tour, shall you? Uh, Terry, take, take us on a tour of what a, well, I don't want to say what a typical session with you is because I don't think there is a typical session, <laughs> but, but maybe how you guide your clients. I, I think this is important um, okay. to talk about the work that you do. So people get a better understanding of, um, of, of how you help navigate, um, especially those people who are, well, of course, Terry, I want to be successful. Of course, I want to be, you know, an amazing coach or author or teacher, but there's something holding us back something so, more yeah talk about okay. that if you don't mind well let me give you an understanding of my background so people get the process that i get into my degrees in criminal justice i was in law enforcement in my 20s but i was also i started my first business at the age of 18 and it, it was a multi-level marketing company and i had no idea what i was doing and uh, I was in college. I mean, you know, hey, hey, making money, great. Well, what a wonderful thing. Um, and I always had a business on the side. Even when I was in law enforcement, I had a business on the side. I was also in hospitality. I ended up running a manufacturing company at the age of 26. I went full-time with it in 27, at the age of 27. And we built electrical control panels and baggage racks for the uh, railroad industry. And my marketing and sales skills to that point from all the, from multi-level marketing, thank you very much. And all the other jobs that I had really uh, helped me to do this thing. And it was really interesting. I, I had a, I had a blast. And oh, by the way, why railroad? Well, my dad was in the railroad industry and I was a railroad cop. So I, I that's part of where I understood trains. I understood transportation. I understood uh, how things operated. I could read blueprints. I could do all that stuff. And then I married the Navy at the age of 31. And my firstborn was, came around nine months and two days after my wedding date, after four doctors told me I could never have children. Yeah. So the process that I had, and by the way, that taught me to never say no. Never say no. If you have to use the word no, you say no, and then you say, but I can do this. This is what I'm willing to do. So part of the process is teaching folks what benefits them, what, I don't like to use the word need because need equals lacks, but what do you need to say no to? What is best to let go of? What just does not serve you anymore? And that's part of the process. And what brings a lot of people to me are the aches and the pains. If you think of the iceberg, the the tip of the iceberg, you only see one eighth of the iceberg. And remember this phrase, what sunk the Titanic is what was unseen. So if you look at the body as an iceberg, from here to here, this is all the logical, practical, and the tactical stuff. But then from here down, look at all this real estate. There's a lot of real estate there. And your body gives you so much information. Every ache and pain is telling you something. If you have issues with eyes, what do you not want to say? If you have issues with ears, what do you not want to hear? If you have issues with your throat, what do you need to say that you haven't said? Or what do you need to stop saying? Shoulders, it's about what do you need to release? That doesn't work for you any, any longer. You know, uh, teeth, fingers, and toes are the details of life. The knees and the elbows and the wrists are all about flexibility. And every single part of your body has a message. So when people come to me, I can look at their body. I can look at what's going on in their world. And as an intuitive truth detective, I mean, I was, that's what I did in law enforcement. I needed to search for things. I needed to look at things, ask the open-ended questions. And using things like emotion code and body code and EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, and neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and visualization and um, all these other things, that all these other tools that are part of my Shiftology toolkit. 
I sit and listen to where you are. That is key with every single coach. You have to take the client where they are. And if you're really skeptical about what this work is, we need to have a really good uh, talk because you may not be an ideal client because skepticism and pessimism will get in the way of your healing unless you allow me to work with you in that space to, give, to take you to where you trust yourself. And this is really what a lot of the aches and pains are and a lot of the stuff that goes on inside of us is all about. Not trusting ourselves, not loving ourselves, not listening to that inner voice, not listening to the disembodied voices that come, not listening to the images that come, not listening to the feelings and not taking inspired action because your intuition is your guiding light to you becoming the lighthouse to attract your ideal client. So when we get rid of the emotional baggage, which are emo emotions that can start the moment you're born or, or uh, before life, when we clear that out, it allows you to look at the world very differently as, as Dr. Wayne Dyer says. When you shift the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm. Just like what happened with you and that mm -hmm. coworker at work, you changed because you got intuitive insights as to what was going on and bam, in an instant, when you were ready and open, and I, trust me when I say this, when you were ready and open to get that insight, it came. It came. And it yeah. shifted in a flash. It did. And I think I actually, and I had seen, because uh, the, where I was at, I saw there was a digital clock. And I think from my, from my remembrance, it was, and, and 22 is a magical number for me. It just, it is. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I think it's because of that 1111 thing, which I have a little tattoo here. 1111. Oh, there you are. Um, and I, and I believe I saw it was at that moment, it was two, 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 and 22 seconds. So it was two, 22 and 22 seconds. And it couldn't have been any more perfect because it was as if like, that was the portal, right? That was the, yeah, the opening. And, and I think, like you said, because I was receptive to it, that was important, but also because I didn't match that energy. You see, I did not match his energy of hate back. Right. Or uh, I'm going to mess him up. You know, he's treated me horribly, so I'm going to treat him horribly. I came from a thing of I really don't understand this and I want to know why. So that curiosity also, I think, um, helped me. But look at what's hap what happens in life. Right. We have something someone does something to someone and then then there's a reaction and then you know look at people who have been who, in, married right i promise to love and cherish you. yes i do honey i do too and then it's the war of the you know world of the roses <laughs> war of the roses and there's they can be such anger and hatred and well uh, love and uh, love and hate are two sides of the same point. Mm. They're, they're very, very, uh, they, they're really connected in many ways. And often what ends up happening based on environmental stuff, people fall in love with their hate. Ooh. Ooh. Because that's all they've known and that feels like home to them. Oh, man. It is very fearful to go to the other side of pure love because too big it's too powerful they don't feel worthy they don't feel good enough they don't feel uh who am i to 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 experience that and the thing is um sometimes some relationships can't be healed unless somebody takes makes specific choices boundaries are huge absolutely huge and when you get to a point in a relationship where of any kind, whether it's uh, a marriage 
or a friendship or a coworker or whatever it is, you know, whatever kind of relationship, a brother, a sister, whatever. You get to a point where that relationship becomes toxic to you mm -hmm. and you walk away with the aches and the pains and feeling awful and all discombobulated. That's the moment where your boundaries must go up sharply at, mm -hmm. for you to let go, to be able to walk and to walk away so that you can be who you are meant to be in this lifetime. It is very, very important to put your boundaries up. And that's one thing that um, I've burned out multiple times. And what I learned was in all of those burnouts, what was the thing that I didn't do? I did not have tight boundaries. And the reason is because I love helping other people. Mm -hmm. I love, I'm a take action, take charge person. And when I see somebody in trouble, I'm the first one there to help them and take care of them and to support them and to promote them. And so what ended up happening is, and this is what happened in my leadership center, by the way, I owned a leadership center from 2001 to 2009. And I had five holistic practitioners working with me, whereas I did all the personal professional development work. And everything I did, I, I wasn't really, I didn't end up really promoting myself as would have been best for me. It was all about helping them and teaching them how to market, teaching them how to do things because they wanted me to do everything. I go, oh, no, no, it's not included in the rent. Okay, but I will teach you how to do stuff. And it it was this fear of business. I mean, why are you why are you going into business if you're not willing to learn the multiple business? Why aren't you willing to learn how to sell your product and service? Why are you not willing to learn who is your ideal client? Why are you not willing to learn how to market your business? Why are you not willing to be who you are meant to be as a business person? Do not tell me you're in business and then not willing to learn the nuts and bolts of business. Okay. So many spiritual entrepreneurs do that. You know it. I know it. And what ended up happening is I spent so much time working on their stuff. I wasn't making any money on my stuff because my boundaries were low. So I did close the center in 2009 because the economy turned and it was, it was time. It was just time. But I learned so much about guiding entrepreneurial leaders and spiritual entrepreneurial leaders. I call them spiritpreneurs or some of them are really into law of attraction, attractionpreneurs. It's about recognizing the spiritual, the personal and the practical sides of business must be present in that order. If you do the practical side of business first, and then you do the personal, and then the spiritual, you've created a house of cards. Because the spiritual and the personal side are what is going to keep that business floating well. And you are living a life of harmony when you do the spiritual, the personal, and the practical. Reverse, the house of cards is going to dissolve. And, it, and that, unfortunately, what happened to me. It was a house of cards. And, and like you said, there's the, cause I, a lot of my clients are spiritual preneurs, right? Healers, um, life coaches, transformational life coaches. And what I find is yes, a lot of the practical stuff is missing, but also, and this is where I would send them to you as well is because they have this great desire to help people. It's almost like with therapists. I've noticed a lot of therapists really have a lot of problems because I, I, I understand it's like I need to, I need to understand what my neuroses is. So I will study it and study it and get diplomas and 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 become a therapist and help other people because I really just want to help myself or whatever. You know, I know that well, I know that's that what happens with coaching. You know, in coaching too, I, you know, I became a coach in 2021, an executive coach, a co-active coach, heart math coach, uh, a couple of other coaches in there, a law of attraction trainer, uh, on, on and on and on. I keep attracting people like me, and which is fine because I've learned to heal myself. Yes. But coaches will tell you that you end up attracting folks like yourself. Yes. And it doesn't matter whether you're a coach or whether you're a shrink. It doesn't matter. You end up attracting a lot of the same place. How many divorce psychotherapists do you know? Mm. 
who have gone through a divorce. And that's what they coach on. Or that's yes. what they guide on. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But also, if you have that, you know, li- listen, if you, and it's all subconscious as well, because if you have this feeling deep inside that you do not deserve success, that you are not worthy of whatever mm-hmm. it is, if you're not worthy of love, if you're not worthy of success, if you're not worthy of having the ability to have a life where you can take a holiday with your friends, with your family, or you you are not tethered to that that money worry that you know that financial dread if you if that's a problem that's deep within you how effective can you be as a coach truly me i can be real effective because i get into the nitty-gritty of the money consciousness and begin to release the self-sabotaging emotions that created that. Well, yes, that's what I'm. That's what okay. I'm saying is that that's that, where I go. That's I extricate what, that. Yes, because there's a lot of you know it. There's a lot of struggling coaches, consultants, healers, healing yes. people, and they're Correct. they've got a beautiful heart and they and and with all the good intentions, but they're suffering yes. on the business side. Um, yes, because there's something within that there's that energy that is yeah it is and and you know i had it myself and and let me share with you you'll laugh at this one in a workshop i just did a couple weeks ago i had somebody who is studying emotion code and body code which i'm certified in and they came because they knew i was going to be having hot seats and i was going to, to be working with muscle testing and sharing people how to do it and she said well when i clear everything out then I'm going to be clean. I'm not going to need this anymore. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. We're humans. Things happen every single day. You're going, once you learn how to use these tools, I suggest you use them every single day because you're going to need them until the very day you croak and you're in a box six feet under or cremated and thrown out to the ocean or whatever it is you're going to do. But every single day, I've been doing this work for since 2000, 2001, uh, the healing work. The healing work I've been doing. And bottom line is every single one of these tools that we're talking about, I use every morning. I am clearing stuff out every morning. And just, especially if there's an issue around something and it's like the onion, you keep getting the layers off and the layers off and the layers off. Oh, great. I'm getting to the core. And all of a sudden I look up and there's a whole crop of onions again. On the same topic, <laughs> it's like, oh, cut me a break! Come on, um, it, it's just the way it is because you know our the energy of the stuff that holds us back is about this big. It's between the size of an orange and the size of a grapefruit, and these energy center and these emotional energies are inside of us, and many of us have hundreds. I will tell you, I had thousands. <laughs> Most of my clients have thousands of them because it's it's just the way it is. So that's how we heal. That's how we, you know, learning that, okay, stuff happens. And with all of these wonderful tools, we can clear this stuff out so that you can move forward into the future as the beacon of light you're meant to be in this lifetime. And money is one of the biggest issues because we grew up, a lot of us grew up with money issues. And you may have somebody who's makes lots of money, lots of money, but guess what? They're miserable human beings. Their relationships are falling apart. Their health is falling apart, but they've got great money, okay? So what if you were super healthy and you had great relationships and you learned how to attract great money so that you could create harmony in your life. Okay. So, you know, I'll be frank. So many folks have come to me who, who have lots of money and they'll say, your health is worth more than all the money in the world because without your health, you can't make money. You can't enjoy it either. And you can't enjoy it. You you can't. I was very, very sick in my teens, my 20s, and my 30s, which is why I was told I could never have kids. 
And today I'm the happiest I've ever been. I mean, I feel phenomenal every single morning. The aches and the pains are gone. Um, and it's because of practicing these tools and everybody can do it. I'm not doing any, you know, I'm nobody special. I just happen to learn the tools because I choose to work with them and I chose to learn them. Choice. We are always a choice. Choice. I. That's it. We all have, and we all have the choice. That's why we're here, right? If we didn't have that choice, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to grow either. So you make the choice, you make good, you make good decisions, you make other decisions. Yes. Right. And every decision you make, every single decision you make, the results have learning. The, whether you fail and failure, by the way, is just a perspective. What one person looks at failure, another person looks at it success. Look at Edison. How many failures, quote unquote, failures did he have before he created the light bulb? And the story that um, the little girl asked, or, or whoever it was, asked him about all his failures, that they weren't failures. They were all, all the ways that he found out that didn't work until he finally found the one that worked. And thousands and thousands and thousands of them. So all of this emotional self-sabotage that we have, the thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces within us, now it's time to release them so that we can be who we're meant to be. I so mimic, mimics what he's talking about. And to be who we're meant to be, not just for ourselves and our family and our well, our wellness, but also to be the leaders and to be the healers that the world needs right now. You know, that's, that's exactly right. one of the things I do with, I have some clients that are so gifted uh, and, and really have a beautiful heart, but they're scared to death to being on camera, right? They're scared to, because they have those, uh, you know, I don't, who am I? Those imposter syndrome thing. And then there's all of that. Visibility issues. Visibility, visibility issues. issues. But yeah. what I try and tell them is, is focus on the audience, focus on your client. Focus on the needs of those that you want to help. Focus Can on I that. One little word you just said. Yes. Because what one word you just said will change your delivery and how your clients receive that. And instead of try, ask them to commit. Commit to blah, yes. blah, blah. Commit to this. Commit, you know, because when you try, it's like this. There's always a way out. It's like you have your fingers crossed behind your back. Right. There's always a way out. But when you commit to something, and when we get our clients, we we are privileged to work with people and influence them. It's their choice if they're going to take our advice or not. Yes. And when we say to them, can you commit to doing this? Can you commit to doing that? Can you commit to doing whatever? Who, what, when, where, why, how? We as coaches put a light under their butt. Yes. <laughs> and light up their souls because it feels different. Yes. Yes. I commit to you. <laughs> commit. I I think that is so important. And well, you know also the the careful use of words and how powerful uh words are when we're when we're talking with clients when we're talking with our kids when we're putting it out into the universe um i think that's something that's so important to be conscious of as well absolutely words and if they know law if they know law of attraction some of the words to try and clear out of your vocabulary that we say constantly obviously every word can be used at the appropriate time and place but words like don't not know uh, when you try and extricate that from your emails and try when you commit to extricate them from your emails, uh, commit them from your copy, don't not know, you'll be surprised at how strong and powerful the paragraphs become. Uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda've. Should is a word that drives me crazy. Um, the shoulda, woulda, coulda'ves, we extricate those from our language and our um, 
copy. Again, there's a time and a place for everything. However, these are the, you know, uh, try, commit, don't not know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, can't. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other words that that I have, uh, that I talk about. There's I have a good one, one for you. Go for it. I remember this was just from when I was a little kid. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> If now it but, can be powerful depending on how it's used, but when you shift it to and is different. But yes. that word if can actually be very powerful in terms of guiding your client to well, if this were possible, what would it look like? Okay, yes, yes, you okay. get them way. into that visualization, you know, when you get them into that visualization zone where they can see and hear things that, uh, oh, I haven't thought about it that way. It's a real different perspective. Oh, and and if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way, Terry? Because I know right now I'm feeling like the general zeitgeist of our listeners and our viewers on YouTube. Uh, they want to learn more about the work that you do. Where would they go? They can email me at terry at intuitiveleadership.com. On YouTube, you can go to Intuitive Leadership and you can see all of our videos and things that we've done there and, and the Shiftology Live podcast, which you're going to be on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're going to be I'm going to be a guest on Terry's podcast. We'll make sure that I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes so that people can subscribe. Uh, and you're on all the major platforms so people can subscribe to your all the major platforms. We're on Facebook. Intuitive Leadership is my Facebook page. You can find me, Terry Wildeman, and my uh, my profile. Friend me there. Let me know that you found me on Christine's uh, podcast. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and at Terry Wildeman on LinkedIn. And who else? Pinterest is Intuitive Leadership. Uh, which one did I miss? Oh, Twitter is also Intuitive Leadership. Oh, my gosh. You, tw you tweet as well. Not, not really, not really. <laughs> I, I, I just, I have an address. <laughs> yes, I know. That's how it. That's how it is. Like people go, "Are you on LinkedIn?" I go, "I am." <laughs> LinkedIn yeah. is just, oh, it's such an interesting beast. But um, it is. It yeah. is. Yes, yes. I uh, yes. It's it. It has not been my most favorite platform. Let's put it that way. But I'm sure that is to change now that I have I am going to embrace it and 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 welcome it into my to my world. Um, I just want to thank you so much for for being part of my world. And uh, do you have something as well that you wanted to let people know? I do. A little gifty for the audience. I do have a little gifty for the audience. Remember, I said I had multiple burnouts. Well, this very simple tool is called Quick Shift. Q-U-I-C-K-S-H-I-F-T. And you go to quickshiftzone.com. And it's an e-guide that will take you to 60 seconds of stress relief. And this tool I have been using since 2021. And I will tell you that it truly, truly, truly was key to my changing the way I see things, changing my perspective. And I it is the foundation of every single program I deliver. Say that again. What's the uh, web address? Quickshiftzone.com. Quickshiftzone.com. I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes as well. That's a beautiful gift to give our listeners and our viewers. Thank you. And I hope. Please use it. And by the way, there's a little, uh, it looks like a little bookmark in there. Print that page out several times. Cut out the, the four steps. Put one next to your bed. Put one on the bathroom mirror. Put one on the refrigerator. Put one in your car. Put one next to your computer. Put one next to your phone. And the moment you get stressed of any kind, 60 seconds, but you're going to learn how to practice it. You think it's so easy, it doesn't work? Oh, trust me, it works. Because it works physiologically with the body, connects the brain and the head with the brain and the heart. It brings both sides of the iceberg together. And it assists you to really shift in a very powerful way. I love that. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. It's been so good to have you on the show and you're welcome back anytime. You just let me know to say, Oh, absolutely. Just say when, and I would love to have you back on the show. My guest today has been the beautiful Terry Wildeman, who is the intuitive success navigator. I do still think of you with the, the Sherlock Holmes with the hat on and everything <laughs> as well. Um, if you want more information, of course, go to the websites. Uh, if you want to get that free gift, quickshiftzone.com. Also, you can go to unlock the power in you.com yeah. as well. You can go yes, to the- that's the 12 week course. Beautiful. All right. So if you want to train with Terry, which I highly recommend and intuitive leadership.com as well as another website as well that you can that's reach. The website. Terry. That's where you can reach Terry directly. So please do reach out to her and uh, say that you've heard her on the show. That way she knows where you came from. And um, just, I thank you so much. I'm so happy to be in your life and I can't wait to be on and your likewise. podcast. I can't wait it to be on fun. your podcast. I tell you what, once, once that airs, I will put a link to me being a guest on your show. I'll put that in the show notes of this, of this uh, episode. Vice versa. Yes. We'll have, we'll have people will have double of us. They'll have double of us, which is plenty, (laughs) which is plenty. Thank you so much again, Terry. And I want to thank you wonderful listeners and viewers who are on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember that if you want to get more information about the show, you can go to out of the box, Christine.com. If you want more information about me and my coaching, you can go to christineblasdale.com. All of those links will be in the show notes. And if you love this and it resonated with you, or you think this would resonate with a family member or friend, share this episode. It doesn't, it doesn't do any good if it's just in your little noggin. Share this episode with your loved ones. It's really easy to do to share the uh, YouTube link or to, sh- to share the podcast episode. Hit share and um, and spread this beautiful message out to others. Thank you again. And as I always say at the end of each show, remember to think outside of that damn box. Bye for now.